You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, 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 and welcome back to the DC's DFS Challenge Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mader. We're back. We were off last week. Had a little gap in between there. Need a week off because we've been doing pretty consistently in a row now. But we are back this week. And I know you just see me right now, but don't worry. Chris Dowhower, he is on his way after some technical difficulties. We'll have him in. We'll have Chaz Filardi in in the second half of the show like we usually do. We were supposed to have Mikey Betts, but it sounds like Mikey Betts might be having an addition to his family today. So he is there. We wish him all the best luck and hope everything goes well there. We had a jam-packed show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about the NBA DFS, the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament, which is back this week. Now, for the first two weeks, both the hosts won. I won. Chris Dowhauer won. So that means there's two eligibility slots for charity. That's what happens. If one of the hosts win... The listeners don't win. The contestants don't win. Then we simply just put our names in as a spot to hold for charity, of course, for the championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Filardi. So that's how that works. But there is still one more week till tonight. Still the last week of March. It still counts for the end of month of March. So you guys are going to be able to join. We'll have that link up for you guys at some point during the show where you will be able to join the free DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings for free again, and you'll be able to take on myself and Chris, the host of the show. And if you win, you will become eligible for the hundred dollars of championshipfootballs.com. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So we always like to kick off the show. Big things happening. Of course, we're gonna talk about March Madness later on. Some of our bets for tomorrow, some March Madness going on tonight. If you're watching this live, and we have our DraftKings lineup cards that we're gonna go over with. With you guys. But before we do all that, I do want to let you guys know today's show is going to be sponsored by Manscaped. And they want you to know that the NFL draft season is upon us. And it's possible that you might have a Trevor Lawrence haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. For all my draft geeks out there, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code. Just use BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com, and that'll get you 20% off and free shipping for performance packages that come with new and improved lawnmower 3.0 weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Again, just use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So, like I said, we got big things to talk about the NBA, and it's a really interesting time for me in the NBA because we had all these trades happen, and then we had all these injuries happen, and all of a sudden, especially this past week, it's been Stream City, which also means DFS City. There's value everywhere to be had. Now, our tournament, which is what we you know we base our lineup cards off of when we do this show, is the 7 o'clock hour tomorrow. There's only five games total tomorrow. There's only three games within that hour. When you have a 
small number of games, a small pool of players to choose from, one of the biggest things you can do from a strategic standpoint is you have to know where to pick your spots and take your shots because it's going to come down to which contrarian plays out of a small group, especially when you're playing in big tournaments, are you willing to stick in your lineup, willing to take your shot on, see where the matchup is in order to increase your chances to win? Because when you have these big tournaments like we do, it's very, very difficult to not have all the same players. So that's hopefully what we're going to be able to help you guys out with in today's show. And like I said, Chris Dowhauer will hopefully be with me in a minute. But until he is, for now, let's go over my DraftKings lineup for you guys. And again, we're in a situation because of all the injuries, because of all the trade moves, and we're looking at these, these games here, that there's no reason to pay up, especially at the guard position. There's actually quite a few players who are going to be given extra workloads tomorrow that normally wouldn't have it. And that's where we're able to find a lot of our value. And that was what allowed us to be able to pick quite a few of our spots. I guess before I get into my lineup card, though, I do have Chris Dauhauer finally here with us on the stream. There he is. A little technical difficulties, but we're good. Sorry, fellas. Sorry. Today. How you doing? Have a little technical difficulties, like you said. Um, not really sure what's going on. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here with us now. I was actually about to jump into my lineup card. Uh, we'll start off with that, and then we'll work into yours, especially now that you're here. And okay. one of the big things I was telling the people, and you can tell me whether or not you agree with this, is that when you... Because tomorrow, we're only doing a three-game... It's only three games in the hour that we're doing the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament. And one of the big things when you're selecting from a small pool of players is that, like I said to the crowd, you have to be able to pick your spots and take your shots. You have to find the contrarian value plays in a large tournament setting where a lot of people are going to have a lot of the same players and be willing to look at that value and take your shot on somebody that maybe is not so obvious. It's the only thing that's going to give you an edge in a tournament like that. What do you think? I mean, I think you hit the nail right in the head. I think that's the key thing that you're trying to find that, that sleeper or that diamond in the rough, so to speak, because everybody's going to have kind of the same core players more than likely. Um, you do have some choices whether or not you're going to try to aim for the stars and kind of build around that, or you can go for the depth. But I think overall, with only three games left, you pretty much are going to have a lot of similarities in people's lineups. The keys are going to be the, those big plays here or there that people aren't really looking for, I think. Right. And not every player is going to be a contrarian player because you have to make sure you're putting value around your team, which kind of leads me into who my point guard winds up being, which is Dennis Schroeder at $7,100. The Lakers playing against the Magic. It's a great matchup. Schroeder pretty much is the offense with no LeBron, no AD. He's been plugging away. He's been performing from a fantasy standpoint on a near elite level because his last three games, 40 fantasy points, 44, 35, all on DraftKings, getting somewhere around that 15 to 20 point area, dishing out plus five assists, getting about five boards. And that's the thing about Dennis Schroeder that you like, especially now he's in a situation where he kind of has to carry a team a little bit, is that he does do a little bit of everything. He's going to get you five plus assists. He'll actually get you some rebounds. He'll get you some steals. He is going to be able to score. So that's why he's almost a safe bet. And at $7,100 to not have to pay up at the point guard position to get somebody who can get you plus 40 fantasy points is definitely somewhere you have to go, even though he probably will not be the most contrarian of plays heading in tomorrow's lineup. What do you think? 
I mean, I think that Schroeder is a, a, a great play. I was looking at the point guards myself, and that was one of the guys I leaned towards. Um, I think the value, and you're talking about his recent streak of, you know, getting between 35 to 40 points of fantasy right now. He is the team leading scorer without LeBron, without AD. Um, and if, if the value, I think, is there, I think it's one of the better plays. Now, for you guys out there watching live, the uh, Oral Roberts-Arkansas game just ended. Arkansas did come back and not get upset, and that was big for me because I had some money on that, so thank mm-hmm. God that happened. Let's move into my two-guard position. Dwayne Bacon. Dwayne Bacon. For, we've been Bacon. actually loving him quite a bit on this show anyway, but especially now because he's getting a start. <laughs> he's getting the plug minutes. And again, going up against the Lakers team where it's, it's it's shorthanded at best, which is great because on his, you know, for those people who aren't paying close, close attention or just plugging in their lineups and stuff like that, they're going to see, oh, ninth best against a two-guard position, not really taking into consideration. No, that's not the case right now. Not the case right now. Now, is he still streaky even with the extra playing time? 100%. But that's why it makes him kind of a contrarian play here. He's coming off a big game against Portland where he had 31 fantasy points, but the game before that against Phoenix had a rough outing. However, again, the playing time is there. You're talking about a guy who has the ability to get hot. $5,300 is a nice value here. So that's why I went up with Wayne Bacon at this point. I mean, I like Wayne Bacon. I think that, like you said, he's come up with a nice, strong game against Portland. Um, You're hoping that Ross continues to be out Maybe some of those players they traded is, for. Like, he is supposed to as of now. Uh, you're looking for like an auto porter, hopefully not to play. So the more players that don't play, the better for Dwayne Bacon. Um, I do have a concern other than what he brings to the table, other than scoring, but at the value, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have some other uh, high salary players coming up soon. So that I'm, I kind of understand why you're probably looking for that kind of value right there. It's too far. Well, that, that's it. You're trying to set yourself up. You're trying to build your roster because I got one more cheap option. Because he's going to be playing against his old team in a quick turnaround. Gary Trent Jr., now on Toronto, playing against Portland, $4,800. He is in the rotation, as we witnessed the other night, where he had 31 minutes against Phoenix. Now, he didn't have a great fantasy day. Hasn't had a great fantasy day since he's been on Toronto. But against Portland, with no Damian Lillard, a team that doesn't play defense anyway, a shot of getting back at his old team this quickly. I have a feeling, I have a feeling he's going to have a decent game in this one. And at $4,800, he's an absolute steal because the guy can score. He can do a little bit of each thing. So that's why I went with Gary Trent Jr. at my small forward position. Anything there? I have Gary Trent Jr. on mine. I play him at the guard position, um, my, my flex, but I think that to your point, um, he's going to have the opportunity to score. He, he got Jacked up with quite a few shots, wasn't necessarily making them, but he did jack them up. He kind of looking for that Norman Powell role for Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Powell is getting around 20 something points. Um, Gary Trent could do something very similar. We're hoping maybe get a four or five rebounds here or there. The key for him seems to be can he contribute something else other than just three pointers or making scoring? Um, a lot of times, if you get a steal or two out of him, that's when he kind of makes his day. If he doesn't really do that, then you're kind of reliant, hoping he hit the threes that day. Yeah. And again, you're that's what it's all about picking your spots to take your shots. And that's one of those that I'm looking at. Now I get some more of my expensive players with Pascal Siakam 
$7,600, which I think is a, is a steal against Portland, especially the way he's been playing. I mean, Pascal Siakam is playing on an elite level right now, especially for fantasy purposes. Talking about 53 and 51 points and 43. Those are his last three games, all over 36 minutes. He's trying to will Toronto into a spot that where maybe they can still make the playoffs. But the double-doubles, two of the last three games, going up against Portland, pretty much no-brainer. Siakam should be in a position to score at an elite level. I love Pascal Siakam. I'm, that was one of the players I had a hard time keeping off my, in my out of my lineup this week. But I think um, when you look at the matchup and him coming off his recent strong play, like you said, you get the double-doubles. And don't forget, this is also a guy that has, handles the ball quite a lot for Toronto in the right. front court. Um, and you're going to see, uh, I think, Denver kind of pushing the pace. I mean, I'm sorry, not Denver. Portland kind of pushing the pace. And you're going to see Siakam have an opportunity to kind of get um, some easy transition baskets and maybe get some assists there as well. Now, this next guy I went with, he's another expensive player, but he's an expensive player who might be a contrarian play because it's not the greatest of matchups on paper for him. And I went with Clint Capella against Denver there. And the big reason I'm doing that here, again, I'm looking for guys that I can take my shot on. He's a more expensive player that I don't think a lot of people are going to try to plug and play in their lineup because of the defense against the big man that Denver typically has. But talk about a guy who's been on fire. Last three games in a row, double-doubles. His defense, and this is the big thing why I like to go with him, his defense is there every night. He's going to get blocks. It's going to be there. So you have a nice floor, and you're talking about a guy, last four games, the least amount of points he scored is 33 points, but he's just coming off a 47 and 53-point performances. It's a big game, a big time. And I think they're going to need Capella to really have a chance against Denver in this one. So I think he's more utilized, overcomes the tough matchup, and is a big-time performer. I love Capella. Um, to your point, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think he's going to have this opportunity to get that double-double. Um, my only concern would be whether he gets in foul trouble or not. Um, but as long as he's out there, this guy's getting 15, sometimes 20 rebounds. He's um, one of the, the key receivers in the, the pick-and-roll situations with Trey Young. They, I think that they have an opportunity, um, like I said, to score a lot of points in this game. And I think is a great uh, fit. And I think that you also got to consider – Denver's kind of added some new pieces this week. So you're going to probably have some clanky offense a little bit, maybe some shots missed. So you're going to get opportunity for even more rebounds, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And again, he's going to probably be a little bit more of a contrarian play because he doesn't have the best matchup on paper. Now, you know, in these situations, Chris, I like to try to take my shots with guys who can get hot from three, especially in the value. So at $4,900, Bogdanovich, come on down for the Atlanta Falcons. The minutes have been there. It's been... Or the Atlanta Falcons. I'm thinking football right now. Yeah. Atlanta Hawks. Sorry. My bad. Wrong bird. And with him, it's it's all about whether he gets hot that day. It's streaky. Last three games, though. 21, 34, 21. There's been a floor. So I'm going with Bogdanovich at $4,900 in this game. And what should be, to your point, like you just said, a high-scoring affair. I mean, I think that's an excellent play. As another player, I have my lineup. I'm playing him at the three. Um, but I think that you talk about the value and a guy who's getting increasingly more playing time in Atlanta. I think he's starting to find his groove. Um, I think that he's he has he's a ball handler, so he also has opportunity with. Um, I think their point guard Lou Williams will not be playing tomorrow, so they had a real backup point guard, so he has opportunity to play some shared the point responsibilities with Trey Young when he's not out there. So I think there's going to have opportunity for Bob Allen just to have a, a nice game. I'm not just scoring the basket, but also having some assists as well. 
I think it's a great play. Thank you. Thank you. And I go back to the Toronto Portland game for my next player. Go to OG $6,100. He's been playing on fire. He's one of the few guys there. The great matchup again, but a great value. Nonetheless, 32, 41, 34, 34, his last four games from a fantasy perspective, high floor, high ceiling, looking for OG and Siakam to just pretty much double team smash brothers, this thing in Portland tomorrow. I mean, you see right now that Toronto's going a lot of small ball. OG's been playing the center, and that's been the key to his recent fantasy success, I think. Um, you're seeing him and Siakam basically man the front court. So he's having an opportunity to get a lot of mismatches. Kind of like we've seen kind of Deron, uh, Deron DeRozan do in San Antonio. Um, being able to get that mismatch, you get opportunity to get some easy baskets. You get an opportunity to get some easy assists. And the, don't forget, this guy can knock the ball, you know, knock down some threes here for you, too. So I think that's a great play. That was one of the players that I was trying to figure out uh, in my lineup, as we'll get to in, in a little bit. But I had a really hard time keeping it out this week. But I think it's a fantastic play. Well, last but not least for me, I think is another contrarian play, which is kind of why I went with him. And he's a little bit more expensive than he probably should be. But that's kind of what's going to make him a contrarian play in tomorrow night's game. And that's Cantor. I went with Ennis Cantor in that same game in Portland. His minutes are getting cut, but Nurchik is not up to conditioning speed yet. Even last night, or it was last night, Cantor still played 30 minutes. So as long as he's doing that, and he's coming off a three-game streak of a double-double, this is a guy who can constantly get you double-digit. Are you going to play him 30 minutes? I'm expecting double-digit rebounds. So you're expecting a floor right away out of him. He continues to play great. It doesn't bother me in Urchik's back, especially in this type of format when you're looking for contrarian plays throughout your lineup. I like it a lot in this game against Toronto here because, again, Nurchik is not quite up to speed on his conditioning just yet. I mean, I think Cantor's a double-double machine when he plays. Um, when he's, he has the opportunity to dominate in this game, there's no really anybody on Toronto that can physically match up with him. No, no, The only no. concern would be is if they run him off the court. Um, you do see sometimes Portland has to go small to kind of match up. I wouldn't be so much worried about Nurchich, but I would worry about they have to go small to kind of keep up with Siakam, keep up with OG, um, because as we all know, Cantor's not known for his defense, and that can be a <laughs> situation sometimes. It'll be very interesting to see. All right, Chris, let's go into your lineup card. What do you got? Well, I'm going to start off with the players we talked about that we both have in common. Um, we have, I both have, I have Dennis Schroeder starting my point guard. Um, as you kind of hit upon, since he's kind of become the man in L.A., uh, he, he contributes in a little bit of every way. He, he scores, he gets assists, he gets steals. Um, and as long as he's doing that at $7,100, I think that the floor is there. And you have an opportunity for a pretty good ceiling. I went with him because of the value. Uh, there's other point guards I might like a little bit more. But I thought that at $7,100, I was going to take the guy who I thought could produce just as well, if not, be as, if not better, and has the best value. Um, but my backcourt, his backcourt mate, I'm going to have CJ McCollum. I'm kind of going to ride the hot hand. Um, you kind of talked about Damian Lillard being out. McCollum starting to hit his stride. Um, and we saw at the beginning of the season, CJ McCollum was balling. I mean, he was dropping oh, yeah. 50, 60 fantasy points week in, week out. Um, so now that he's starting to get his legs back, now he's getting healthy. So the minutes increased last game. Um, I'm going for a, a big on paying, you know, playing guys with to pay him. Only eight thousand dollars. That's one of my my key guys in my lineup this week. I'm rocking CJ McCollum with this too. 
Yeah, you talked about a couple of my guys that you said you had a hard time with trying to get into your lineup. CJ McCollum was one of the guys that I struggled with as well for me trying to get him in there, but couldn't quite fit him in. But yes, absolutely love the play, especially about Damian Lillard there. It's all the CJ McCollum show. Um, and then in my at my three, I also have I have Bogan. I'm going with uh, Bojanovic at the three. I think that I talked about before his, his ability to be a ball handler and a scorer and knock down some threes. I think that you have the increase in the minutes that you're kind of seeing. Like I said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I like the opportunity. I think he's got okay floor, but I think he has a nice ceiling. Yeah, I mean, I mean we have the same player there, so we're both, both definitely on the same page when it comes to Podonovich. Um, this one was a little bit tougher for me. I kind of going off the hot streaks of recent, so it's my lineup this week. So I have Birch going at the power forward position. Um, we saw him play last game to start. Orlando. Now he played about 41 minutes, I believe it was. I had yeah. one of his probably career game. Um, but having said that, you still have a lot of guys transitioning into Orlando. We don't know what Otto Potor's status is going to be. We don't know what Wendell Carter's status is going to be. I'm not expecting those guys to kind of jump in the lineups and contribute right away necessarily, especially if, if the guy just had a career game. Um, and I think the thing I like about him is he has a nice floor because he, when he plays, he rebounds. Right. Scoring might be iffy, but he, he gets rebounds and at the value of 5,000. I'm trying to go for the ceiling. Like you said, we were talking about contrarian plays. This is a guy that I'm trying to aim for. This is a guy who could be a double-double, especially given the amount of minutes that he's coming off of. I, I mean, we can't expect him to play 41 minutes again, obviously, but the idea that he's going to play get less than 34 uh, is w- a pretty safe bet. So, yeah, again, if you have that many minutes with the way they're set up right now and the way this game is probably going to go, real shot at a double-double for and then in I five, um, you talked about Capella. I was looking at that hard, but then I had to go against his uh, nemesis. I guess in this game is going to be Jokic, um, the triple double man. Between for me, Paid him and Doncic, yeah, well, him and Doncic when they both play, I'm always trying to get them in my lineups if possible, <laughs> yeah, um, because they're the guys who can get you 60, 70 fantasy points. There's not too many guys who can do that. This is a guy, like I said, is a walking triple double, knockdown threes, and I, I like the matchup, high scoring game has a uh, chance to push the ball a little bit and get some of his assists. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm not, it's not a great value, but going for the star power. But when you're going up for 10,300,10, I believe is what he is on DraftKings, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. When you pay up like that, that can be a contrarian play in and of itself when people don't necessarily want to pay all the way up because of what they're going to do the rest of their lineup. So it's not bad to pay up, especially in his situation. Like I said, walking triple-double, you're not going to get much better value. You're almost guaranteed at least 50 fantasy points. And then the key will be because you're 60, 70, he could be what takes your lineup over the top. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with paying all the way up, especially in big tournaments like the DC's DFS challenge. I think you make a great point. I think quite often you look at the center positions where you can kind of find the cheaper value or the cheaper option. Um, but right. because there's a lot of guys who can get double doubles for you at the center position. But when you look at Jokic, like I said, the opportunity for a triple double now you're talking about guys like LeBron, talking about guys like uh, Mitchell. Talking about Wait, the best of the best. Yeah, exactly. So talking that's the best where I'm trying to pay for him. No, and that's why I like the utility spot. The utility spot is where I'll look to get a big guy for cheap where I get a double-double and kind of go that way. Because a lot of times with center, sometimes that can be the difference. That is the that is the most drastic position from top to bottom where that could be the key for sure. Um, in my guard position, like uh, Kevin Horder, this was one of the hardest ones for me. I was I trying to. I was trying really, really hard to figure out different ways to get different guys in this lineup. Um, but in order to pay, pay Jokic, 
Um, I had to kind of cut some corners. I, I talked about OG before, how I was trying to figure out, I could figure him out some way into my lineup. But I went with Hoarder, hoping that Hunter doesn't play tomorrow. They say he's questionable. They're not sure he's going to, you know, how um, much he'll contribute. I'm a little bit weary of Bajanovic and Gallinari both being healthy and playing more. Um, but I'm looking for the three-point play. Uh, so but as long as Hunter doesn't play, Herter's still been playing close to 30 minutes, even yeah. with those two on the floor. He has. He's been getting up with 28 to 32 minutes a game. Um, you haven't always seen him involved necessarily in the offense as a result, though. That's kind of my little bit my concern. However, this is a guy that, who can handle the ball, who can score and rebound a little bit. So you're hoping he has a little, a well-rounded game, which is what I'm hoping for. And um, that's why I'm kind of running him out there at the guard position. Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Like I said, the minutes will still be there. So when you get guys who have the minutes at this value, who can do a little bit of everything, all it takes for is the game flow to go their way. And frankly, we expect this game to be high scoring, which means the game flow should go their way. It should be an, a very up-tempo game throughout where a lot of people are going to be able to eat. And like I said, you still have a lot of guys who are involved in this trade. With Lou Williams not there, there's no true backup point guard right now playing for Atlanta. So you have different guys who have opportunity right. to handle the ball and get some assists and maybe, you know, add to their fantasy totals for you. That's a big, that's another big reason why Herter's been getting the minutes that he has. Absolutely. Um, and then at the four position, we talked about him, Gary Trent. Like I said, I'm looking for him to come pretty much hopefully fill that Norman Powell role in Toronto. Um, maybe hit some more three pointers. Um, you're not really probably going to get a whole lot more than that. You're hoping for some steals. He doesn't really get the ball uh, assists. He doesn't really get too many rebounds. But in that offense, he'll pretty much will be probably the third option um, in a lot of the plays. And I'm still curious to see with the whole um, Toronto's features kind of cloudy with Lowry staying and the trade not going down, um, will they kind of cut back some guys' minutes here or there and maybe you see Trent be utilized a little bit more because they're trying to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go in Toronto, I think, as the season progresses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. We, we, I was surprising that you know there was a lot of things surprising about Toronto that did and did not happen for the trade deadline. I, I mean, I understand from what I understand, what I was told that they were really interested in um, doing what was right for Lowry, and that was some of the reasons they didn't make some of the moves that they did, um, or that they didn't get quite what they were looking for in return. But some of the trade rumors that I was hearing, I don't know how good they think Lowry is because. Miami's going to give you a taller hero for a, for a rental guy yeah. or a 35-year-old no point guard. Um, no. There seems to be a lot of Sixers running with two ones. So I was really confused by what Toronto was asking for. So maybe they weren't trying to trade him. I'm not really sure what Toronto's trying to do. Like I said, I do question whether or not they start playing some of the young guys a little bit more because it doesn't seem like he's necessarily in the long-term you know, plans. No. I, I, and I don't think he should be at this point. I think they're going to have to look for a reason to move on. But here's what uh, that that was the rest of your lineup, right? Or you have one more guy? Uh, my, my last one, my utility player. Um, I kind of stuck with the land. I talked about him, my little conservative hoarder. So I kind of just played all three and hoping that three, two of the three at least, will produce. Uh, so all I got three Gallo. Yes, yeah, so I got Gallo playing. Um, we kept talking about the high scoring game. He's not been necessarily on the same streak he was about three or four games ago. He's not playing quite the same amount of minutes. But this is a game where I think he plays a little bit of four, maybe some of the five. I talked about Capella maybe having some foul issues that I was concerned about. I think when you look at Denver, you got a lot of uh, fours. You got Gordon, you got Porter. Um, you're going to have a lot of guys that out there that he, he can match up with. And we talked about kind of Gary Trent's homecoming and you know playing against old, his old emphasis, his old team. Gallo gets to go home to his original team in Denver, and I think he might have a big game. 
Yeah, I, I agree with all that. It's excellent value there as well. What we're going to do is we'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side with some bets for you guys to win some more money with Mr. Chaz Filardi. So everybody stay tuned on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. We'll be right back after this. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge. All right, we're back here. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRM. Make sure you download the app on your Android or iTunes Store Play. We're joined here now with Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. You can always check him out on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network as well on Thursday nights. An absolute must-watch, especially if you're live betting those games. We just got done talking about our DFS lineups for the NBA for tomorrow, Chaz. Now, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the March Madness tournament going on now, the bets for tomorrow. Mikey Betts was supposed to be here, but it sounds like he's going to have a little addition to his family on the way, so we wish them all the best of luck, and hopefully we'll get to talk to him Next week, Chaz, how are you doing today? Well, I'm all confused because is he, you know, with his wife and they're in a hotel room and he's planning to get her pregnant and they're going to have a baby (laughs) in nine months. I'm confused the way you said that. But ironically, I just today texted my siblings. I have four other brothers and sisters. There's five of us. And three of them were born in April. And I did the math back and I said, what the hell was happening in July in my family when I was growing up? (laughs) You got a 60 percentile chance. So congratulations, my people. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we get into it, I want to let you guys know that one of the best ways you can bet March Madness is through Monkey Knife Fight. It's a daily fantasy sports gaming website with a number of unique ways to win money on your favorite sports and players. It's a mix of daily fantasy and prop games. All you have to do is download the app, go to monkeyknifefight.com, and with the promo code BELLYUP, you'll get a dollar-to-dollar match on your deposit of up to $50 plus an additional $5 after that. That's potentially an instant $55 free dollars for you to play today by using the promo code BELLYUP at monkeyknifefight.com. So, Chaz, how have you been making out today so far? Well, I had a parlay with Oral Roberts and with Oregon State on the money lines. Well, the- <laughs> you for the almost first got half. the Oral Roberts. No, for, for the, the first, first, oh, half. first half. Yeah. Oh, well, then you're you're golden. It was you a good bang. day. It was a good day. <laughs> and they played so hard. But you know what? That game, I, I've got here's what I I've got nine things that I've got to cover while I talk to you guys tonight. And the first oh, one was wow, that was just a really great game. But you didn't get to see yeah. the end of it, I don't think, did you? No, the ending was happening while we were right. on the show. I oh was I was God. trying to keep up to date with it though, because I did have Arkansas the dude, in a, a parlay. The, the, the leading scorer in the country, he throws up a three at the buzzer, and it really it was a great angle. We're right behind them. It had a legitimate shot. It went in and out, and they lost by two. You know, they were getting eleven. So the money line was the only thing in play at that point. But so yeah, the so, so here's how I, I worked. I took money line both dogs, right? And I put them with money line Houston. And I got five gets me 70. So 75 bucks back for five. And I texted the guys, you know, we do our, our cash tickets thing and we're texting back and forth. That was the best five dollars I spent all year. <laughs> so I have Houston on the money line first half for 70 bucks for five dollars. 
I think we're uh, we're losing Chaz here a little bit, or or maybe you guys are losing me. I don't know which. I heard uh, me. I heard him. <laughs> I think anyways, it's me. I think it. I think it's just so you know, Chris. If, if we're out with that, I texted. Basically, I said you could blow five hours a lot of ways, right? You can go buy a Kamchaka drink, one of those new drinks, or you can, you know, if it's Friday night at the. At the hub you might get a well mm-hmm. drink for five bucks but you're not getting seventy dollars for five no, bucks. you're not and, and i like that's you son. i really do that's why i listen I to like the chat yeah yeah there you go so dan are you still here or what yeah i think i, I got you guys a lot clearer now so so but, so that was the first thing and then the the i'm so i'm looking for tomorrow i i put a lot of effort into being a guest on this show any show that I yeah. come on, I put a lot of effort. So I'm looking at the games tomorrow, and I'm all confused because there's a there's a game where the teams have L's. Well, this time of year in college basketball, you lose, you go home. And I realize the NIT has a consolation game. Remember growing up when tournaments had consolation games and the three and the four teams played? like Kind of like the Olympics do for the bronze medal, right? In the Olympics, it's a big deal, but... You know, in rec center basketball, do I really care if I come in third or fourth? So I saw that. That confused me. And then I want to tell you guys, if you if you ever took like an SAT test or uh, the AC or whatever they call it, they got three or four different tests that it attempts to tell you in high school if you're good enough for college. And I have one. I said Pepperdine is to CBI as blank is to NIT. And I sent it out and the guys didn't get it. And one of them has got a college degree, but it was Memphis. Memphis has been rocking. Pepperdine won me so much money. So what's your NCAA team, guys? You got to find a team that you hop on, hopefully today, and you ride them and you get four straight wins. Because if, if you just think about that, you just throw 50 bucks down, let it ride. You got 100, let it ride. Look out, and you got $400. That's almost bet, better than betting a, a future if it was Baylor or Gonzaga, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I will say, though, my future, my Florida State to the Final Four is still alive. That's going to be a big game I'm going to be watching tomorrow between them and Michigan. That's number six on my list. So I'm going to skip four and five and go to six. Mm-hmm. The guys, and so I got two guys on my show, and I talk about it because they're good friends. I've known them been all a long, long time. We've been doing the show for a long time now. So uh, one is a sports investor, one's a sports consultant, but they like USC and FSU tomorrow. I told Wes and John that if they told me who their best bets and gave them out for the DC guys, because you know what? You guys give us a lot of winners. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to reciprocate. Love, love the sharing back and forth, and abs- absolutely, and that's what it's all about. We're all here to help everybody try to win some money, so we're all working together to really give our best plays, to give the best information possible, so you guys have a chance to line your pockets. That's what it's all about. That's why we do the show. All right, here's number five. So, so Chris, you got to be honest with me, right? Have you ever bet that the score is going to end out or even? Because every time I go on the live play, at the very bottom, there's this thing that says odd or even. It's like always mm-hmm. minus 120 mm-hmm. and minus 120 or something, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I'm thinking is a full bet. Have you ever actually clicked on a button and bet that the final score was going to be odd or even? <laughs> no, I just not, don't. Yeah. I don't get how it's even there, and and I'm thinking, really, guys, if you do that, you gotta stop right now. Look in the mirror and say, I might have a problem. <laughs> but it's, it's betting black or red, man. It's the same yeah, same it, concept. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now, 
with that minus 120 on both sides, black or red, the only difference you got is the green and the double green. I think you got better shot going to the black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you do. All right, so one, I got one more thing on my list. You know what we do? We we text each other all day. So I and I'm I'm so thankful. I tell my wife I've been in pandemic mode for a year now. I did get my first vaccine on Friday, okay? So I got another month before I get my second vaccine, but I've been cooped up in my in this world. This is the world I've been cooped up in, you know, for for a year now. But I get to talk to you guys and you've really saved my sanity. There's no doubt about mm -hmm. it. But we text back and forth when we like something. And today, Blackhawk West set us a hockey play that 17 minutes later cashed. And really, oh, there's not nice, too many nice. things, yeah. right? A horse race is a minute. Yeah, sure. If I give you a horse race, I can right. give you a, a set. But, but in a sporting event, 17 minutes is pretty quick. So I had to give him a shout out because we thought that was pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah, especially yeah, for a cool. hockey play. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, usually that's what it is. It's it's an over one and a half or something, or it's a team total over, and they they just come out and bang, bang, bang. You know, when you got a two and a half team total over to hockey and they score three in the first quarter, man, life is simply pleasurable. And like you said, now you can just turn it off and switch on to something else. And it's, if Mo, you don't want to stick around when I used to game. visit the you know, when I used to visit the Mo radio show, he would he would make fun of me because we we have on DVR all the movies, you know, and one of them is the Sound of Music, and they actually in the middle of the movie, it says, I, I don't know what it says, but it it takes a break because in the old days they would leave the theater. Intermission. Go out yeah, intermission. Allow, intermission. Yeah, intermission. That's the word. I thank you. Yeah, and, and, and so we could fast forward it through intermission. But I love that movie. I don't know what it is about that movie. It's like taking blood pressure medicine or something. It really <laughs> it just it just settles me in. And when you've cashed already, you'll watch anything, right? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you're in a good mood. Why not watch anything and everything under the sun? So I'm I'm glad your uh, your guy said he likes Florida State because that's going to be my bet for tomorrow. Plus two, uh, I'm even tempted to take them on the money line because I haven't go to the final four anyway. So you know I'm confident in them. I've been waiting for this matchup in particular. I think they match up really well, with Michigan, uh, which is why I've been big on the fact that they were going to beat them since the beginning of the tournament. So I'm big on Florida State tomorrow. And then I, it's funny they said UCLA. I like I don't like UCLA in the money line or anything for that straight out upset, but I do like them plus seven. They're sitting right now uh, quite a bit against Alabama. Gonzaga Creighton. I'm probably not going to touch that game. It's sitting at thirteen and a half, and is a big line. Good, should Gonzaga cover? Yeah, they probably <laughs> should, but it's not something that I. I'm going to touch. They are myself. so good. They are yeah. such a good basketball team. Don't get me no, wrong. They really are. I still think they don't win at all. I said from the beginning that playing their whole year in that conference is going to come back to bite them in the butt. And if you know, you could bet, will they win it? And it's minus whatever, or won't they win it? And you're betting against everybody else. And it, the odds are kind of the same either way, to be honest with you. Yeah, at this point. But, um, but, but they're so good. They're so good. They, Timmy they is a, there's Timmy. A very, Timmy likes to play. Timmy likes basketball. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very well coached team. Everything's very very fluid, and 
the one thing they have that they don't normally have, which is why I picked them to go all the way, is that they actually have three legitimate NBA players. And that's not something Gonzaga always has along with the coaching. So that's why I like Gonzaga. And I'm hoping I'm hoping they do go all the way, Chaz, because right now the only chance my brackets have to make any kind of comeback is Florida State needs to get their butt to the Final Four and Gonzaga needs to win the whole thing. Otherwise, I'm busted out with everybody else. Well, you know, that's what? more of a comment are, are how we... badly everybody else is busted that right. I'm even still. Oh, no, of, of course. Point. But again, when you see double, <laughs> I mean, we're still seeing double digits in front of the. I tell yeah. my wife, because my wife doesn't know. She said, I said, sweetie, see that team, they have two numbers in front of them. The other team only has one number in front of them. That team shouldn't win. And they do. And that game today was great. But again, they won the first half so easy. They, I think they won by seven. On the, and I had him on the money line, but I already had the Oregon State money line. And it was just it was just a really nice afternoon. <laughs> you know, because as you know, when you put money line with money line on dogs together, the math, there's no normal math. The, the things that go normally are 2.6 to 1 become 7 or 8 or 9 to 1. So it really it, it was a lot of fun. But so just so you know, I covered my five notes. Now I have the four games. You mentioned the Gonzaga game. I'm yeah. going to just say, golly gee, they're very good. But Georgetown just beat Creighton by 25. That's all I'm going to say. Then I'm talking about the Florida State-Michigan <laughs> game. I don't touch Michigan games. Michigan games and Notre Dame games. Do you guys have any of those teams where it seems like no matter what you do, it's the opposite. You, you call heads, it's tails. You call tails, yeah. So you just, I, you know, they're they're basically not, they're not dead to me because I might jump in mm. halfway home, but before the game, I don't touch those. No, I completely understand. Yes, there's definitely situations you find yourselves like that, where it's it's like, yes, I like I think I know what this team's going to do, and it doesn't matter. It's always the exact opposite. This tournament's been like that pretty much the entire time. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, had I just bet every single underdog, I'd be swimming in dough right now. No, a C note on every dog and a C note on the money line, and I gotta think that you might be getting comped. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. Because it's it's been that's oh, how insane we have an update. We have an update. The tournament's been. We have a BUSR, right? They're still the sponsor, right? Yeah. BUS, yeah, yeah. So let's do a BUSR update. It's ten to two, Houston. <laughs> well, actually, I think I'm ahead of you because it's a uh, twelve to five, Houston, on my on my. Oh, oh you know what? Here. Here's what happens when I do my show. If I have ESPN, sometimes the audio commercials just start playing on Streamyard, so I always watch covers. Ah, got you. So yeah, they they are behind. So twelve. So it's twelve to five. That's good though. I, I, it's, I just it's twelve to five. Win. But I'm telling you what, you're watching this live. I'm about to jump on Syracuse because the line's sitting at ten right now. It it just it's just jumped to ten, and I like the way Syracuse has the seniors has the ability to shoot. There's a good chance that even if it winds up being a backdoor cover, they'll come within 10 in this game. So if it's plus 10 right now, you're looking at it, I'm jumping on Syracuse. And another play that I, I like right now is is Syracuse can shoot the ball. It's under right now. It's big time under. I would I would look at the, that over as a play as well. You can't Agreed. do live action parlay, so you couldn't do Syracuse plus in the over. I don't think no. you can do live action parlays, but no. those are two plays that I would look at. I don't know what it is. I've got enough action right now that I'm just looking to 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 to, to get into tomorrow. So then I looked at that third game. You said Alabama. Now Alabama is significant to to us because 
championship footballs is the coolest present they'll open that day guaranteed. And as you know, pretty much every week, somebody wins the an entry into the contest, the monthly contest. And we give them away. But if Alabama basketball would somehow win the national championship, we would be very happy here at championshipfootballs.com. Mm. <laughs> a little little extra. And remember, that's what you're playing for when you're playing in the free DC's DFS Challenge tournaments, which we'll have the link up for you guys later. You'll be able to join right there on DraftKings. It's a free tournament. Hit it. Click it. It's your last chance. Because Chris and I won. We were off last week, so we didn't have the we didn't have the tournament last week. But I won the first week. Chris won the other week. That means there's two spots going towards charity right now if one of us winds up winning the drawing. So there's one last week for a listener to try to beat one of the hosts and become eligible for the championshipfootballs.com, which is a phenomenal gift. And thanks to Chad Flarson, we get to do on this show every single week. Uh, and if everything goes well, it could be technically a championshipbasketballs.com. Very yeah. good, Chad. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chris, tomorrow, NBA, because we talked about this from our DFS lineups. Any games you're liking really tomorrow? The because what, what um, I'm looking at here, uh, you got the Suns, got the Hornets. The Suns are minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to pound that because the Hornets are lost without LaMelo Ball. Where's that game at? It's it's in Charlotte. Um, Six and a half. I, I think Charlotte's competitive at home. They play pretty good at home. I mean, they're not lost without Ball. They got Rozier still going. They still got... um. Monk had a good game the other game up 32. I think he scored. Monk did have a good game the other night. I I mean, I wouldn't pound it. I think they would by eight. I don't think they would have put double digits. I think well, is there, a, is there a reason, guys, why it's such a light schedule tomorrow? This happens every time. They compete with the tournament, usually, Chaz. They don't try to, they don't, they try to keep their ratings, too. They don't well, want that to have makes sense. I mean, I, yeah. I, it, it totally makes sense, you know? And, and, uh, and I see they have one early game and then, and then four night games. Yeah they, they, yeah. they try not to compete for the television stuff. They and know better. The challenge tournament is going to be based, of course, on the, on the night games. Uh, I don't, the other ones, though, I, I'm not necessarily touching. It's, you got the Denver's minus four and a half against Atlanta. That game could really come down to the wire. I don't know how much I want to touch that game. Um, if I'm if I if I had to bet it, I would bet the Denver side because it's in Denver. But yeah, that's going to be a close one. A high uh, scoring yeah, game. I'm not a basketball guy. I'm not a basketball guy, but I know one thing: Atlanta's been winning a lot because I keep seeing Atlanta win it. Oh yeah, I, look, they're they're able to put up points with the best of them, and that's the whole thing. Trey Young's hot, and every and Capella's playing great defense. They can match up with almost anybody, essentially, especially especially scoring with them. So that's why that's the type of game I'm not necessarily looking to touch. And the other game, you have the Lakers minus seven to Orlando, but that that I mean, that game is the battle of who's left standing <laughs> at that point. Uh, it's another game I think I ultimately I'm not going to touch. I will say this. The Hawks-Nuggets game, I will pound the over. I was going to ask you, what was the over on that game? I'm trying to I'm trying to find I saw it earlier. I two, thought two it was... Eight. At, 228. Thank you. Thank you, Chaz. Yeah, is that 228? I am going to pound the over on that. I think they both, you know, I think it's at least you're looking at 230 uh, in that game. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked a lot about that game, about how high scoring we think it's going to be. I think you have a good chance that you're going to get in that. 
yeah, two thirty eight to two forty range. All right, let's throw a uh, sports betting lesson, sports betting one on one tip in there. If you like a game, why would you not like it for the first quarter over? Why would you not like it for the first half over? And if it doesn't win those, don't forget in the second half you can get all your money back if you bet the over again. Because if you like something and you're good at handicapping, there you have to ask yourself why was it wrong? And sometimes you're not wrong. I do that with Mikey's, Mikey's, um, you know, I put a video out about Mikey's picks. I, I just go, whenever he, I see his, because I see all your guys' posts, whenever I see his free play, I bet it first quarter, and it's NBA, I bet it first quarter, first half in the game, and and almost always, whatever happens, it doesn't matter because I hit the first two. I'm good. I'm golden. Right. I'll sit around and watch. Like you said, sound of music. Do you know that that sound of music is still like selling DVDs and stuff. It's like 80 yeah. years old. It's just amazing. No, I, 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 I'm my dad loves it. Uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's a movie that just, I guess it's timeless. I, I don't know. I'm not a big musical guy. It's, it's, it's hard. No, for me and to I, get I, I am not either. And it, and it really is for me. It's like, it's like a, a, a war movie on, uh, on, you know, not on steroids, the opposite, whatever steroids is because it's a war movie, but it's a really low key war movie. You know, some war movies are a little too aggressive yeah, for me. It's, it's the most, it's the most tame war movie. You'll yes, ever a tame war movie. That's exactly the word. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly the word. <laughs> so, yeah, I do so, want to give it up. I was going to say, I do want to give up an update. It's at the half, Houston 17 7, and the line's moving up to 13. So, I'm about to hit that line too for uh, Syracuse pretty soon. I was just going to say, that's, that's what I love about you, Chaz. You know, during this tournament, I've been kind of down because, you know, it's been all topsy-turvy trying to pick winners. And you did a great job just kind of reminding me how I can pick between, the, you know, a quarter, half. Um, I don't have to – I can always kind of find my winning streak. So I, I appreciate that, Chaz. Well, yeah, and, and sometimes when you get to a situation where – you can do like a, I'll do. I do open parlays, and that's what I'll do. I do open parlays, and if you find a place that has open parlays, you could throw open parlays on there. And I woke up this morning with seventy five dollars in open parlays. I had ten bets that I hit this week, where I said I'm going to hold off, and I so I had over in the. In, in, in a Suns game or the Lakers second half, first half. I had 10 of them and 10, 750 plays is $75. Well, a $75 two-teamer, as you know, it's not a bad hit at all if you if you were to, to fill them all with the same. Um, and, and those some of those times, Chris, those are teams that I lost in the first half and I lost for the game, but they covered the second half. And all of a sudden now – you know what? Remember, for me, when I wake up Monday, because I'm a sports betting weekly guy, I just do it for the weekend and then I go back to work. I just want to have more in my account than when I when I went when I started Friday. I don't really care if it's eight hundred bucks or eighty. No, and I think you want to talk about a sports betting tip one on one. That's the key. Don't get greedy about how much more money you want to have in your account. Just be okay that you have more than what you started with, and if you have that mindset. One, you'll probably bet way more responsibly, and that's probably the most important piece. But two, you'll have fun. It's supposed to be fun. And really, right, really, when you think about it, you know, when, when, 
when you're able to get together and your buddies and and you don't have to have masks on and you know nobody's worried about yeah. dying you know and and you know, you got a handful of guys say you got four or five guys around the table and and there's four or five TVs with different things on and you're laughing and you're just you're just it makes it's what living is all about sports betting really is for me just the bestest hobby you could have absolutely chris while we have a few minutes still left here Share me some of your thoughts on the trade deadline. Who do you think really came out looking good for the second half of the season? Who do you think you're kind of scratching your head about? I mean, I looking good for the rest of the season. I think Denver made a great move. Uh, Aaron Adden, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon yeah. is a player who you know is a borderline all-star player, but can guard five positions. And we know that Denver seems to lack defense. That seems to be their mo. And when you get in the playoffs, they're kind of struggling. And you're going to play teams like um, the Lakers, like the Clippers. So now you have somebody to throw another body at LeBron, at Kawhi. Um, I think that was huge. The ones I was kind of confused by. Uh, oh, the other one I love is Miami's trade. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they, really gave, they gave up nothing for Oladipo at the end of the day. And it basically ensures they're going to have him next year. I mean, it's where he wanted to go. There's been the rumors that they wouldn't get Giannis as who they were going to target anyway. He fits perfectly in that backcourt. Um, and it allows Hero to kind of grow, and then they can get rid of Jodges' contract moving forward after this. So I think that was one of the big moves I was really I was really excited to buy. Um, the ones that were kind of head-scratchers, talk about Toronto. I don't understand what Toronto's trying to do. I don't know if they're trying to hold on to make the playoffs. It's nice to try to do best by Lowry and, you know, want to have him pick where he kind of wanted to go, but they seem to allow him to choose where he wanted to go, but also expect, like, a King's Ransom in return, like we're talking about, Two number ones from Philly, or even Tyler Hero from uh, Miami. I didn't really see why what they were holding on to. Flipping Gary Trent for Powell, I saved some money, um, but for what? Like you're not going to go on a guy for four million dollars right. next year? It's like, what no, direction they were going to go in is just very, very confusing right now. Where it's kind of like you went down the middle of like, all right, well maybe we'll still be in a position to catch fire, make the playoffs, or maybe we'll wind up with a okay draft pick i mean it's kind of it, like they just they didn't really choose one spot or another and a lot of times when teams do that they find themselves in no man's land and they go nowhere i'll tell you the one that really yeah absolutely right man but i the one that blew my mind was why did the clippers trade lou williams for rajon rondo like i <laughs> like i couldn't get i couldn't i couldn't understand that i was like i was like the, the only thing I can think dollars. of of why you do that is because you were tired of Kawhi Leonard being the one handling the ball. It's the only, only argument that you can make to me that you don't want Kawhi Leonard to have to handle the ball at the end of the game. You want him to be able to play off the ball. It, it, other than that, but I'm with you. Ultimately, it makes no sense. I mean, I don't have a problem adding Rondo, but I didn't think they'd have to give Not up. Not for Lou Williams. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like yeah, You could have no, got I'm, more than that I'm with for Lou Will. So that, that part for yeah. me definitely a curveball. Um, and then we're going to see some of the signings, like, you know, Aldridge went to the Nets. Um, it's rumors Drummond's going to want up to the Lakers. That could be just as big as any of the moves. No, agreed. Agreed. The buy- well, we always knew that going into this deadline, the buyouts were going to be big. The buyouts were going to be as big as whatever trade possibly happened. And I think what you're going to see is, and, you know, Ch- Chaz, this will be a good one for you. You're going to see the Lakers' odds because they're going to they're going to start losing some games with no LeBron and no AD. They're going to go on a string here. Their odds for the future for the championship are going to rise as a result of that. They sign Drummond, and AD and LeBron are going to be back before the postseason. 
you might be able to get yourself in a position where you actually have a value on a future for the Lakers. That might actually be the case. You know, the one thing I, I always look at with draft time and, and, and trade deadlines and things of those nature is the teams that are thinking about this year and the teams that are thinking about next year. And of course, next year in the world that I live in, which is sports betting weekly, we don't care about next year. Next right. year is irrelevant. The Lord is not giving me next year. I've read the Bible enough to know he ain't guaranteed nada. And so uh, that that right away, that to me, that's those are teams that you want to maybe start betting against for this year because they've basically told you with their dollars and their checkbooks that they're they're not waiting. The the one thing I want to mention about the Lakers though is, you know what? It's not easy to play with one team for a while down the stretch and then your two best players come back and expect that team to be smooth. And they always give, what, two, three points more than they probably should? Absolutely. Yeah, so I would not hesitate. if You know, I I could have a future play on the Dodgers that ticks up a bit, a bit, but I would not hesitate betting against them taking the points because the bottom line is they're going to win a lot of games by one or two, three points, and they're going to be given seven, eight, or nine. Yeah, no, one, 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 100%. The other one I want to point out was I noticed the other day that the Utah Jazz are plus 800 on a future bet. I'm definitely putting some shekels on that. I know they cooled off a little bit, and everyone seems to be jumping off the bandwagon. This is still one of the deepest teams in the NBA. Well, they're very good. We talk about them almost every week when you guys are giving me out out today. But remember, you guys are the personnel people. I don't know the names. All I know is that Utah's pretty good. And and again, it's it's not baseball, but it's eighty two seasons. Think about it. What's our my favorite sports football? And you know, in a good year, it's nineteen games, twenty games. To to think that you've got to go through eighty two games and try to maintain some type of consistency is it ain't happening. It really becomes, you know, when do they gear up for that last push? And, and right now we're in uh, kind of no man's land. Yeah, well, I think this is also bit. not your, this isn't your old Utah teams that we're used to that are you know slow and not very athletic. They have a lot of versatility. They have, you know, Conley, you got Clarkson in the backfield, you got Mitchell in the backfield in the backcourt. Um, and then you got Ingles, Falling out right now, Bogdanovich. I mean, they have a lot of different weapons, and then you have the big, you know, Rudy banning it down the side. I think this Utah team has one of the deeper teams that we've seen in a couple of years right now. I mean, they, they're loaded. Yeah, and I was just surprised them. to see them sitting at plus eight hundred. So I was, I, that's definitely another value future that I was well, looking think at. About it. I would bet in the logic. East. That's where I'd look for value for if I was. But your logic is betting. sound when you're talking about. Okay, the team with the best record is eight to one. What am I missing here? That don't seem right. Yeah, they got but, the best record in the NBA, and they're eight to one. What am I missing here? Hopefully, it's Vegas missing something, and we can take advantage of it. But that's gonna do it for today's show. I want you guys to know: make sure you hit the link that we'll have up there for you guys for the free DC's DFS Challenge Tournament, where you can be a winner. You got to beat the host, but you could be a winner. Right, and be eligible for the March giveaway because this is the last chance to get in for the March giveaway to $100 to championshipfootballs.com. Chaz, I want to thank you so much again for coming on. You're always a wonderful guest with a lot of great tips. Uh, make Houston, sure everybody checking out Go Cougars! Go Cougars! <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
Make sure you guys are checking out Sports Betting Weekly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every single Thursday night. And you're going to be able to see us, Chris and I, we're going to be on the Belly Up Fantasy Live Show. That will be this Tuesday at 8.30. And we'll be back on Friday with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Check us out at Belly Up MDFF Show. We're all over the place all the time. And I want to give a shout-out real quickly. Uh, NFL Draft coverage, April 29th, April 30th, first three rounds. Chris and I are going to be hosting a huge, huge streaming event. Lots of guests. It's going to be... Yeah, lots of guests. Up to 50 guests throughout the first three rounds. Uh, commercial free. We're going to be giving, you know, pick bet by bet, uh, bet by bet analysis, fantasy analysis, football analysis, everything you could possibly want in an NFL draft coverage show. We're going to be giving you guys. And Chaz is going to be on the preview, the pregame shows for both days uh, on th- both that Thursday and Friday, April 29th and April 30th. So we're all going to be there. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. It's going to be a super, super fun event. I'm going to be interchanneling my my inner Scott Hansen, I guess, and being on camera mm-hmm. the entire time with somehow not peeing. And we're going to find mm-hmm. out exactly how that works. But everybody take care and have a great weekend. Line your pockets. And Chaz, you always like to say, always be cashing. Always be cashing. See you guys next time.